welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to this latest edition of the Kasafa Show as you wrap up the recent Women's Championship final. It was won by the Twiga Stars of Tanzania at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. We also get a fascinating insight from the French coach Claude Lewis, who's a legend of African football. We'll hear from Bafana Bafana coach Hugo Bruce following their twin victories over Ethiopia this past week, which leaves them, along with Madagascar, as the last Kasafa team with a realistic chance of advancing to the next stage of World Cup qualifying. But first, let's get reaction from Tanzania's women's national team coach, Bakari Shime, after he led his side to the Kasafa Women's Championship title. The East African guest nation now hold the Kasafa Women's titles at under 17, under 20, and senior level, having completed the clean sweep with their 1-0 victory over Malawi this past week. Uh, first of all, I thank my uh, girls for what they did in this game because uh, they struggle a lot in this game because uh, of uh, a number of injuries outside the, the, the pitch, even inside the pitch. Some players, they are playing with injuries today. So, which cause uh, our style of play, our performance uh, was uh, very, 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 very low. So all of all, it was a very, very uh, competitive match. Uh, it deserved to be a final match. Malawi was uh, playing with a great effort and they pushed us uh, to play as they need. So all of all, the players try to uh, be aggressive and they take the game in the second half and won the, the trophy. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm happy. Me as a coach, I'm happy. And even our teams, uh, last year, we came here and the, we finished it. In group stage, uh, we played the only two matches and the won one matches and lost one matches. So uh, to play the all five matches to us is very, very, very improvement. And uh, to uh, win uh, all matches even more is uh, very, very important for us. So we achieve a lot in this tournament this year. And I, I hope for what he, uh, our, our team did here. Of competition, the competitiveness in this tournament. What can you say? You've, you played last year, you've played this year. Can you say the level this time was high up there? What can, What's the way you compare? The level of uh, this year tournament is very, very high. It's very high. Uh, when you look in, in uh, Group B, uh, where Tanzania uh, come from there, it was a very, very tough team, uh, Zimbabwe, Botswana, even South, South Sudan. So uh, we played very, very tough games uh, and, uh, and we learned a lot of things from, from the game. So all of us, the tournament right now was very high. Malawi had hoped it would be they who would lift the coveted Senior Women's Championship trophy for the first time, and Coach McNerbert Kazua says they can take many positives from their showing in Nelson Mandela Bay, which included a famous victory over host South Africa in the semi-finals. It was a good game. It was a nice one. Um, yeah, wherever there are two teams competing, the other one has to lose and the other one has to win. So Tanzania got a chance and they utilized the chance and they, they got a goal. So we had uh, created a lot of chances, but uh, we did not uh, utilize them. We failed to use this, uh, those chances. Our friends got it, and then they're the winner. So we congratulate our colleagues. We congratulate Tanzania for winning, for being the champions. But we really wanted to become the champions. 
um, being in the southern southern region, we wanted to become the, the, the champions. Unfortunately, we have lost here. Next time, uh, is there's always next time. So we are preparing for uh, the, the calf games that are coming ahead of us. Um, still, we are on the way. But it has been a, an achievement since um, we started coming uh, for the Kosafa uh, tournament. We have always been relegated uh, in the group stages. But this time, we've gone through up to the finals then. This is a great, great uh, improvement to us. And we commend our girls for doing it, for reaching to the finals. We have lost. We accept that one. Yeah, we have learned a lot um, in a competition. We never say it is over until it is over. So the way the competition was held, uh, it has uh, given us a lesson. We have learned a lot of, a lot of things, the way uh, uh, the, the teams are uh, getting organized here and the, the way the, the tournament was being um, organized. We have learned that one and the, we know teams, when they reach to this tournament, they need to fight very hard. They need to do uh, whatever can be done in order to in order for them to, uh, to win. And not only that, um, we have seen that uh, most of the teams that we we, we saw, we met here, they are well experienced. So we need also to have such experiences that uh, we go back home with uh, a lot of experience that we have learned from here. Uh, Coach, uh, the fact that you have played in quite a number of uh, such tournaments, how can you rate the level, the competitiveness of the tournament this year? Yeah, it's very uh, massive. It's very strong. Uh, this time it's going uh, very, very uh, higher. It is going higher and higher. We can see that there is a lot of talent that is being uh, an F. A lot of uh, this talent, which was hidden, is now um, uh, coming on. So even us too, we um, uh, Malawians, we brought in uh, new talents. We brought in uh, new girls that uh, they beefed up uh, into the team. So we could see that uh, that talent which was hidden is now coming up. Bafana Bafana have kept alive their World Cup hopes with a pair of wins against Ethiopia to remain top of their qualifying pool one point ahead of second place Ghana. They will welcome Zimbabwe for their next match in November and then they will travel to Ghana in hopes of advancing to the next stage. Coach Hugo Bruce offers his thoughts on the progress of the national team so far. First of all, um, we have to know, if you have to know that we had an awful trip last week to Ethiopia. Um, <clears throat> what the boys did there in Ethiopia was fantastic, one mentality, on character. So we tried it today also, but uh, the, the trip to Ethiopia was uh, was in the in the legs of the boys. You saw it. And we were not really fresh. Um, we didn't neutralize that midfield, that good midfield, and we suffered. But uh, I can't blame them. The way they fight 90 minutes and, and the way they wanted that victory, I have to congratulate them. Sure, surely. Um, I said before those two games, those can be two key games. Um, it's not really what we expected or hoped, but okay, we are still first. That is very important. And now we will see in November that the home game here against Zimbabwe is maybe the most important game now of the group, um, of the qualifiers game. So uh, let's hope that we will be ready for that game and certainly a little bit more fresher than we were today. As you said, uh, we have a clean sheet and this is very important because that means that before the uh, game uh, starts, you have only one point. And if you can score, maybe you can win the game, like today. So we can keep a pretty clean sheep. And that is, that is a very, a very good quality. Um, <clears throat> in Ethiopia, we could uh, count on, uh, on Ronwen. He did uh, two fantastic uh, saves. Otherwise, 
We were not in a match anymore at that moment, but they did it. And today the defense was good. The defense stood where they have today to be, and, and we didn't give so many chances. Uh, there were some some situations where it was danger, but really chances were not so much. Uh, that means that that on that level we were good positioned, and that our, our defense is very strong. And the fans, yes, the fans. We hope, really, we hope that in the, for the next game against Zimbabwe that we can see more fans on the stands because, like game like this, if we have bad moments, if we are we we suffer and. Then you have the the, the fans uh, behind you that gives you energy. And uh, let's hope, let's hope that today we're 2000. Maybe let's dream 10 times more. It should be fantastic. I think little by little, I, I find the group with who I will work in the next months, maybe years. But we still, we're still looking for better players because we st- still we have some some weaknesses in our group. Certainly, certainly. And, and it should be... A miracle that after two months' work that you immediately have a fantastic team. This is impossible. So we, we have to go on working. Certainly we as technical staff, we have to go and visit in games and, and see after good players who can be be more more quality for our team. But but in general, in general, I, I can say now that, that, that we are not so far anymore from uh, from a group of players with uh, whom we will uh, go on working for the next months or years. I think if we can make a combination of the good game we played against Ghana and the mentality and the character that we showed two times against um, against uh, Ethiopia, I think we have a great chance to be first in our group, really. But I know also if uh, the situation uh, is what it is now in uh, in uh, one month, and we go, we have to go to Ghana with one point ahead. That should be already something because then that means that Ghana has to win the game. There is no other solution. So maybe we can we can uh, do something there and um, with the match of Sudan in mind eh, from. Uh, Months ago, that can never happen anymore. Uh, if uh, if we start the game against Ghana with one point ahead, we will fight till we die. That's for sure. That's for sure. And then we will see if they are stronger than we. Okay, then they are stronger than we. But first of all, first of all, Zimbabwe. Let's think about that. Claude Roy is a legend of African football, having worked on the continent for 36 years, helping Cameroon to Africa Cup of Nations glory. The Frenchman was most recently in charge of Togo for a five-year spell and shares his thoughts on a number of issues pertaining to the game on the continent. The average level of uh, African football is improving every year. And uh, you can see that when they keep coaches a long time in charge of the national team, the results are still growing, like in Senegal and Algeria, for example. Yes. Now, we, we, what we need for African football, and, and maybe we won't, we won't have uh, for Ballon d'Or only two players of Africa. When, when you see, for example, that's a shame that uh, uh, Mendy, the keeper of Chelsea, is not in the 30 best players of the world. Yes. Uh, it seems unbelievable. Think that people in uh, Europe are, are looking at Africa like an exotic country. They, they don't realize that... Uh, for example, last two years, two seasons ago, but it was last season with uh, COVID-19, uh, the three best uh, top scorers of the uh, Premier League would seem, everybody is saying that it's the best uh, championship in the world were from Africa. Yes, yes. So Salah, Mane, and Aubameyang. Yes. And how, how you cannot recognize the level of African football. Sure, there is a big problem. It's uh, the result in the World Cup, and we need to to, to climb and to go through this uh, this uh, 
quarter-final for once and Monday to arrive semi-final and final. It will happen. But the, the, the level of, of the football in Africa is still growing every year, every year, every year. And do you think um, in Qatar that there will be a, a big improvement on what happened in Russia? I mean, there can obviously only be an improvement on what happened in Russia, but do you think there can be a significant improvement from one of, from the five? I think so. I, I, I think the, after it depends on the level also. The players are not enough. Football is a, is a global result and the, the level of the coach, you know, but also and and also the level of the dirigent of the people in charge of football in Africa. But I think they are, most of them the level is very weak. Yes, uh, we put people to to be nice with somebody for political reasons in the in the country, and uh, there are few few top level. Uh, People in, involved in charge in football as president of federation. You know, I know what is a great president. When I was very young, I arrived in Cameroon. Uh, my president was Isaiatu, and uh, with Isaiatu, people they can say what they want. But in two months after he arrived, everything changed. You know, the organization of the championship, uh, uh, the consideration of the technical, of the regional technical coach. Everything, you know? and that, that like that, that you build a football. You, know? uh, you, you have not enough. Uh, in South Africa, the organization is good, but uh, sometimes Africa, the, the, the package is very beautiful, but inside there is some mistake. Yes. And, and can I ask you uh, what you think uh, uh, in terms of this coming Nations Cup in Cameroon? What do you, who do you consider amongst the favourites footballing-wise? I think that uh, once more time, Senegal, Algeria, uh, maybe won because they are the host of the competition. And it uh, was difficult, even if in Egypt it was not the same result, but... Uh, I think normally Cameroon will be there. Uh, and can I ask you, sir, what do you think about the expansion of the numbers? I mean, you've seen the Nations Cup begin with eight teams and now up to 24, and you have countries like Comores, uh, Gambia competing for the first uh, time. Is it positive or negative? I have to respect Comores because they, they put us out of the competition. <laughs> yes. Yes. We lost a 1-0 in Lone We deserve to win. 99% of time we won this game, but we lost this game. And, uh, that's, that's life of football. Uh, I think they have a good coach. They've been working since seven years with the same coach. And uh, it's, a, it's a Marseille team, you know, because not one of the players is from Comores. They are all, uh, 80% are from Marseille. You know, yes. because the capital of Comores really is not Moroni, <laughs> Marseille. And we have some players who play in Premier League, in uh, League One in France, and, and they, they, they work as the year after year, they, they work well, they did a good job. We, we play a lot of games in friendly games against Comores before to play against them. In, for the World Cup, we, we put them out for the qualification of World Cup, but also for the Africa Cup ambition. And since uh, six years, I was always repeating, don't think that Como is a very small team. We've not, it's, a, it's a good team, very difficult to play. And, uh, and they're improving because even tactically they are playing higher and higher on the pitch. At the beginning, they were very good to defend. Now they try to, to create something in their group in Africa Cup of Nations. It will be very difficult, but it won't be very, very easy for the opponents. 
So you think that the expansion to 24 teams is a good thing? No, 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 no. Why not? I think that 16 team was perfect. I think that's that's a demagogic political of football, like Arsen, who is my friend, wants to do with with the World Cup every two years. You know, I think that's stupid uh, reflection, stupid thoughts about football. You know, it's completely demagogic. It's only for for financial reasons. You know, yes. But uh, football, football is more important than money. Do you think um, your record in terms of longevity in the African game and the number of competitions that you had in Cannes will ever be broken? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But the the records are are made to be beaten, you know. But as you said yourself, there's not not much longevity for African coaches these days, unfortunately, or there never has been, really. No, it's difficult. No, but you know what happened with me? It's very, very surprising because I I was never sacked nowhere. I always decided to leave. And uh, that's a big privilege, you know. Yes. And everywhere I work, people uh, always ask me to come back, That's that's why I'm proud, you know. That means that I, I think I worked even in Togo. You know, I, I created Grand Du Togo with fifteen thousand kids and girls and boys everywhere in all the village of Togo, and it's a, and it's a huge, it's a huge, huge success, you know, Grand Du Togo, and, uh, because there is no championship for for the for the youth categories. That's terrible, you know. That's why we have to improve the quality of the field, the quality of, of the young coaches for, for education, not only education on the pitch, but education uh, at all and for schools you know, to find a good balance between football and uh, and education. That's my always have a fight about that. You know, and uh, that's what I will do in all, as soon as it will be okay for Eva, I will go. go because I, I wrote a book and uh, we go everywhere in all the capital in Africa to, to present the book with the French government and to, to make a big lecture on the, what is the job of the coach, not only on the field, but also in terms of education. The last thing I want to ask you, sir, is um, there is a sort of a young generation of African coaches coming through now. We, we think about the guy from the Camors, for example. We think about uh, yeah, Piz- yeah. Pizzo Mosamani with Al Ahli. Do you see? Do you see this? Uh, do you see some promise in this aspect? Do you, do, you, do you believe that we are on the cusp of maybe? Yeah, in Mali. yeah I, I would. You have to talk about Mali also. You know, Mali can be a good surprise in the African competition. Yes, with Magasuba. Yeah. Always a good, also a good coach, local African coach. But but you know, we're not talking about uh, Adi Ussi and uh, Jamel Belmadi, who are my friends. They are African coach, sure, but they are French coach uh, at the origin. Huh? Yes. All the career of the beginning and as football players and their education in football were, were in France. It's not like uh, uh, I would remember the coach of Mazembe. Uh,
my assistant to wear from Africa became uh, number one as head coach in the national team after I left. Huh? That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We look forward to your company again in two weeks' time when we will be wrapping up the Women's Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers and looking ahead to the final round of preliminaries for the men who are striving to qualify for the World Cup in Qatar. Don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Soccer Laduma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.